This is our little sermon in a bag experience. And we're going to see what people brought to discover what perhaps we can relate to the gospel lesson today. Come on up. I'm going to pick one of these bags. I don't know what's in them, so we're going to make it a little surprise and see what it, how it reminds me of the scriptures for today. Come on up. All right. I think I'm going to choose this one. Oh, it's upside down. Let's see what's in here this morning. A cow. A plastic cow. Now, you know, in some religions, this is a sacred animal. The cow is. I think it's in Hinduism that the cow is a sacred animal. And it's because people believe in Hinduism that the lives of those that have gone before have come back and have resided in a cow. I think the important thing to remember with this is how important it is to us that we don't lose the people that have gone before us, who've died. And that's how the disciples were feeling when they were talking with Jesus. And he said, I'm going to leave you. And they said, but where are you going? And he said, well, you can come with me. And they said, how can we? We don't know where you're going. And he said, well, you'll be with me with the Father. And they couldn't understand it and they couldn't believe it. But Jesus said, I'm going to send to you the Holy Spirit to reside in you. And when the Holy Spirit is in you, then you are with me. And we're not separated at all. We are united one with the other. And do you know each of you have the Holy Spirit in you? It was celebrated at your baptism. And so God is with you and in you at this very minute. Sometimes you just carry on as your day and you don't really notice. But one way you can always notice is by showing love. And when you show love, then that's the Spirit working in and through you in whatever it is you're doing. So as you go out this day as baptized people, celebrating the baptism of other people, remember that God is in you and that you show God to other people when you show love. Okay? All right. Good. Will you take your bags back with for me, please, so we can kind of tidy up here? I don't care which one you carry, but you can get them sorted out, I guess, at the end. Okay. Thank you. Eliza's going to help you. Thank you for coming up here. <laughs> In the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. I'm just realizing that Bishop Curry preached here yesterday. He's tall. <laughs> I can't even see people down here at all. <laughs> Let me just drop it down real quick. <laughs> this is the disadvantage of this old structure. Here we go. There you are. Our scripture lessons today remind us of the universality of God's salvation something that God seeks to teach us over and over and over again, which is very difficult for us to comprehend because by our human nature, we're quite tribal. We segment ourselves into people who are like us and we create parameters for understanding ourselves and then in relationship to the other, whoever that is, and it's been that way since all time. The Hebrew people, when they were called and named as God's chosen people in the Old Testament, claimed that identity closely and learned through the law of Moses that that was how they would reflect their devotion to the living God, was by carrying out the law. Day in and day out, they would not waver from the law because they did not want to waver from their devotion to the living God and their dedication to being God's people. But times threw in some challenging challenges. 
The Hebrew people were spread across lands by war and turmoil and ended up in relationship with other tribes. And they were conflicted as to what to do with their children as they grew, not being able to marry other Hebrews. And so at times they married the Moabites or the Amalekites or various other tribes. And they wavered back and forth about what to do with that. Were they really to be enmeshed with the rest of creation in relationship so intimately with other tribes and people, knowing themselves to have been chosen? And it doesn't change over the centuries. People still wrestle with that, and that's part of what we hear in the lesson from Acts this morning. Here they all are gathered together for a traditional um, ritual, the Jewish people. Pentecost was a Jewish festival. It was one of three agricultural festivals. It lasted about 48 hours. It was brief because it was a time of intense agricultural work. But you went to the temple and you gave your first offerings and you went through the rituals and then you went back to the fields so that you could carry out the work that you had to do. And so it was there in Jerusalem that the Jews were gathered together for this festival of weeks, Pentecost. That's how it's known in the Jewish tradition. And likely those that were in Jerusalem at that time had been spread throughout the diaspora and had chosen to come back to Jerusalem, perhaps near the end of their life, to live out their last days and to be buried on the holy hill so that at the resurrection they would rise again facing God's city, Jerusalem. Here it is in this circumstance that the Holy Spirit descends. No doubt they could all speak the language of their faith, and they probably all spoke Greek because that was the language of Rome. But they also spoke the land of where they were in the diaspora. And here it is that they hear those, they hear the God's good news in that language. What does that mean for God's people to be challenged beyond our tribal identities? To recognize that they are each holy in and of themselves, but they do not limit us from interacting and embracing the other. I dare say that we do let them limit us. We're still tribal people. We might not be Moabites or Amalekites or Hebrews, but we are people of tribal identities. We claim things for ourselves, liberal, progressive, conservative, pro-life, pro-choice, or something else. And these become our tribes. And we identify with our tribes and their uniqueness, and we seek to articulate what it means to be a part of this tribe. And we try to figure out what it means to live as a member of this particular tribe. And God again and again and again says, I am beyond this. All of creation is redeemed through Christ. All of creation is gathered in. That's what we're reminded of time and time and time again, and that's what Jesus is reminding the disciples of when he meets with them at that Last Supper, the segment of scripture we read in the gospel today from John's gospel. He reminds them of what it means to be a part of his people. It's to carry out his commandments, not the law, but his commandments. And his commandment, the only one he gives in that very same area of scripture, the only commandment he gives is to love one another. That's the only one he gives. It's a challenge some days. It's the hardest work we'll do. And yet when we learn to love one another, that's when the spirit gets to work. 
That's when the Spirit unites and breaks down barriers. That's when the Spirit brings to our attention our createdness and how we are valued, each one by God. And so I want us to remember this day during this baptism ceremony that that is what we are called to do, to live in the Spirit, to let God's love be the work that we do, sharing it and articulating it and living it, which will call us as radically beyond our barriers as it has done for all time. I came across a uh, litany of welcome from a um, devotional source that I have every day. I receive the uh, daily meditation from the Center of Action and Contemplation, which is located in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And its founder is Father Richard Rohr, who is a, um, a Roman Catholic. He's a Franciscan. And years ago, oh man, I don't know, oh, probably 14, 15 years ago, I heard him speak for the first time. And it changed my life. It resonated with me, his message of God's love for all creation. And he helped me find my own words for living into that more fully. And so I want to share with you a litany of belonging that he posted in his, um, in his reflection just the other day. And I would like to conclude with this as the, for this homily. You have a part in participating in this. I'm going to say, we say, and you need to say, you belong. So let's practice that. I'll say, we say, and you say, all right. Let us pray. O oh, people on all parts of the continuum of gender, identity, and expression, including those who are gay, bisexual, heterosexual, transgender, cisgender, queer folks, the sexually active, the celibate, and everyone for whom those labels don't apply, we say, people of African descent, of Asian descent, of European descent, of First Nations descent in this land and abroad, and people of mixed and multiple descents and of all the languages spoken here, we say, bodies with abilities and challenges, those living with any chronic medical condition, visible or invisible, mental or physical, we say, people who identify as activists and those who don't, mystics, believers, seekers of all kinds, people of all ages, we say, your emotions, joy, fear, grief, contentment, disappointment, surprise, and all else that flows through you, we say, your families, genetic and otherwise, those dear to us who have died, our ancestors and the future ones. The ancestors who lived in this land, in this place, where these buildings are now, we honor you through the work that we undertake as St. Stephen's Church. And we say, people who feel broken, lost, struggling, who suffer from self-doubt and self-judgment, we say, all beings that inhabit this earth, human or otherwise, the two-legged, the four-legged, 
winged and finned, those that walk, fly, and crawl, above the ground and below, in air and water, we say, Let us pray. O Lord, we are quick to find our divisions and slow to find our commonalities. We fool ourselves by thinking we are unique and solely one way. You remind us in our relationships with one another of your abundance, your generosity, your crazy love. And so, Lord, as we leave this place today, empowered by the sacraments that we are about to engage in, may we do so embodying your spirit and practicing the love that you have commanded us to do. We pray this in the name of the one God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen.